the old radio shows podcast. Leave it there, please. No, 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 on the table there. Thank you. Forty. Forty years old. Generally, it is the so-called frailer or weaker sex who are so conscious of the passage of time that they hear the knell of doom in the number forty. Generally speaking, that is. To Robert Holmes, though, forty held all the terrors that modern man can imagine within its two crisp syllables. Forty. Seventeen days short. Oddly, with each succeeding year, the age gap between him and El was seemed to widen, as if time were carrying him along and leaving her behind. In the beginning, she had looked at him as being attractively mature, while now he felt she regarded him as growing old. It was no trick of the imagination, the way he saw Elwaz looking at the younger men in the club, and a number of them, young bucks like Edward Mathis, were not above doing something about it. Poor Robert. He should have done something about it himself. Instead, he allowed it to prey on his mind, and that pathetic little number, the one that comes after 39, carried him Beyond Midnight. Biotech, the new soak and pre-watch powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McCabe. I had a letter recently from Mrs. V.P. Head of 7th Street Parkmore to Hunsberg, and she said, I cannot fully describe my utter delight on returning to the washing to find the stubborn stains of two months standing completely removed. I am so glad I discovered your product, Biotex. And now Mrs. J. Longman of Cambridge, West East London, wrote to say, just a word of thanks for your new silk and wash powder, Biotex. I find it almost too good to be true. I've just finished my first packet, and I washed all my baby's woolens with it, and they really do stay white. And what is more, they keep their shape so well, too. Once again, thanks for a wonderful product. I'm just hoping you won't wait too long before putting a large economy-sized packet on the market. Well, thank you, Mrs. Head of Parkboy and uh, Mrs. Longman, for your endorsements. I, too, can endorse Biotex by making certain claims to you ladies, the most important of which is that with Biotex, the stubbornest, the very stubbornest stains just vanish merely by soaking
Robert, you see, felt his security imperiled. In fact, he had completely, by this time, convinced himself that the only answer to his problem lay in his wife's death. Oh, Daryl. That Daryl, she is the limit, she really is. Daryl? Oh, you know Daryl. No, I don't know Oh, of course you do, darling. Daryl Krimmer. She got married last spring to that tennis player, John something or other. John? We were terribly surprised. He's at least seven years younger than she do. Nevis thinks he's the most beautiful man she's ever known. I've never seen her so fair, and he's got so much of it. Yes, it was. Had youth, vitality, and longevity it was a family trait. This combination virtually eliminated all chance for a natural death. Thus, Robert Holmes found himself with a sole possibility. In order for Eloise to die, he would have to kill her himself. One dry martini. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you and your martinis, Mr. Holmes. I always thought it was only Americans who drank them. <laughs> Give me a nice pint any day of the week. Mm. Dry? <laughs> As the desert breeze. You've never been to America, have you, Mr. Holmes? No, no. <clears throat> no, I've never been to America. Uh, I say it's a wonderful country. That's a nice cigar case, Mr. Holmes. Hmm? Yes, so wife gave it to me for my 30th, for my birthday. <laughs> you look out at hundreds of knowledge, Mr. Holmes. Hmm. Yes, that's right. I'm in Bolivar, on the hill. That's a nice house, I know it. It's got a tennis court, garage for four cars. Speak. Mm. I used to work for the bloke who owned it, during the war. Jack Conyers owned it then. He was a bootlegger. A what? <laughs> that's why they call him in the States, Mr. Holmes. Distillers of and runners of black market liquor. Oh. During the war, the customers telephoned for orders, and we'd get the stuff out of the stockroom under the garage. And send it out to them. At black market prices. But a policeman never able to. Look under the garage. Mm. There's, there's no room under the garage. Well, it's probably been filled in a long time ago. But there used to be one under there. There was a trap door in the garage floor and some steps leading down. The door was on a spring. And you had to push it in a certain place to make the trap open. Oh, yes. Oh, excuse me. Got to go as customer. Hello, Bobby boy. How are you? <laughs> Oh, Charlie, you celebrating? Well, wife's gonna wait. This is Inga's sister. <laughs> the first time you old... <clears throat> the first time she's left me for 15 years. Mm. <laughs> oh, look. I might be telling tales out of school and all that, but I just saw your charming bride. Well? Well, I mean, maybe I ought to keep my big mouth shut. Right. Come on, come on, you'll drunk it up with it. Well, I... I been around the town to view pubs today, and that I can see. Mm. Well, I was in the Domino earlier on, and that's where I saw her was. She was with a youngster called Mathis. Mathis? Edward Mathis? Yes, Edward. That's the one, Edward. <laughs> You're sure? Well, look, Bob, there's nothing wrong with my eyesight. Oh, he's a smart one, that Mathis. Yes. <laughs> that is smart. What do you like to do on the birthday, Bob? Spend a couple of weeks off, you know. You'll be forty. Don't have to remind me. Hmm? What? Would you like to get a crowd together and go to the club? Um, 
I'm not particularly looking forward to this birthday, Jeremiah. No. Cold it is forcing. <laughs> oh, don't be absurd. You know what they say, life begins with forcing. Oh, for heaven's sake, you don't have a cliche. I don't act so blasted smug. One of these days, you too are going to be a long, long way off for me yet. Oh, still, it's nothing to be afraid of. He glanced down the long table at his wife. She had a secret of that, he was sure. Nine years they'd been married now. Nine years on her money. Even his job in her father's brokerage firm would go down the drain if anything happened to their marriage. Is anything wrong, Bob? What did you do today? Oh, nothing important. Went to the club, played nine holes, and... With whom did you play? What is this, Robert? An inquisition? Because what is this woman's sudden? You're acting like a suspicious, peevish old man. Oh, forget it. I've had a bad day at the office. Forget it. She's a beauty, isn't she? Lovely yellow. Oh, oh hello. Uh, yeah, one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, mamma mia. Uh, would you, uh, the matters, if he's not too busy, I'd, I'd like to see him, please. Oh, Ed won't be in again until this afternoon. Shall I ask him no, to... No, 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 never mind. I'll, uh, I'll come back again. Some other time. To blazes with work today. That's what Holmes thought that morning. He drove home again. Her car was not in the garage. He moved moodily about the house for a while, drank two drinks, and then suddenly remembered what the barman had said about the old trap door in the cellar of his house. With a strange excitement, he went to investigate. Something had clicked in his mind.
be right. Throw the ballot in. Save the day. Detergent resistance. Rally gives sure wax protection at deep and long lasting. And the finish is fast, very fast. Johnson's Rally Car Wax in liquid or paste form. Soak, soak, that's all you have to do. Amazing new biotech soak stubborn stains away. Get amazing new biotech today and let soaking do the washing. Thursday, a week and two days before his 40th birthday, Robert Holmes decided not to go to work. He told his wife he had some paperwork to wade through, and accordingly he shut himself into his study and waited. An observer hidden with him in that room, though, would have observed that the gentleman in question opened no books, picked up no pens. Instead, he merely waited and listened close by the door. After a while, he heard Elwaz go to the telephone, make a call, and agree with one of her women friends to play golf that day. She replaced the phone, just as Robert stepped out into the hall. Oh, hello, darling. Finished already? Well, just uh, taking a breather. <laughs> well, I hate to make you jealous, but... What's that? Hmm? Well, what's that on your neck? did a very workmanlike job of throttling Elwaz. As soon as he had finished, he carried her down to the room under the garage and buried her in the shallow grave he had dug the day before. By the time he carried this out, washed his hands and straightened his tie, barely five minutes had passed. 
In another 15 minutes, he was sitting at his desk at his office in town. Came 4.30 that afternoon. Uh, Miss Cook, I've got a bit of a nasty pain in my stomach. In fact, I, uh, I don't feel well at all. I'd like to ring my wife, please. If she's not at home, she'll be either at the Dawson's or with some friends. I'm sorry, Mr. Holmes. Awfully sorry. I've, I've tried all the places you said, but no one's here today. Huh? This Mrs. Um, uh, Mrs. Bascom said she talked to your wife this morning. They were supposed to play golf together. Apparently, Mrs. Holmes just didn't turn up. Hmm. That's strange. Yes, sir. That's strange. Not like it was at all. Uh, would you try my home phone? Oh, yes, sir. That's the first place I tried. No one answered. How is your tummy feeling now? <sighs> Seems to be getting worse than anything. Must have been something I had at lunch. Well, you shouldn't go home if there's no one there. Uh, here. That's the number of women who does for us. It's Thursday today, the day off. I'll uh, call her and explain the situation. Yes. Uh, tell us to take a taxi out of the house and say, I'll be there within the hour. Would you like me to drive you home, Mr. Holmes? That's very nice of you. I hate to inconvenience you, though. Oh, it's no trouble, sir. I'll get your hat and coat, shall I? You won't need a briefcase, will you? Or, or is there something? Uh, yes. No, 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 quite. Yes, of course. No, 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 I found them. Yes. No, I suppose not. Maybe you should call the police. Mum had to do that about Dad once. They found him three months later, sitting in the park in Manchester, feeding the pigeons. Well, if I don't hear anything within the hour, I will call them. Uh, yes, I've got to do that. Now, where's Mrs. Ronnie Watson? You, you phoned her. She promised to be here. Look, I, I don't want to keep you. I've told you before, Sergeant Wilkins, and I'll tell you again. People do not simply disappear. She's got to be somewhere. No, only checked and rechecked everywhere. She could have left the town inspector. And she didn't, please. She's still here somewhere. Yeah. Perhaps she'd better let the newspapers have a crack at it. You know that's out. Her father's a very big man. The editors of some of the biggest national papers, like Sarney's Twins to him, let alone the locals. He doesn't want anything in the paper about it. He says she might have just gone away for a while and doesn't want to be embarrassed. Hmm. You know, that husband knows more than he's saying... Maybe he killed her. Well, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. And what did he do with the body? Well, maybe he buried her. Maybe he dissolved her in acid and washed her down the drain. I don't know what he did with it. He'd been through and over every darned inch of the ground on the property. If just supposing he did bump her off, Sergeant, where the heck did he bury her? Well, anyway, Holmes can account almost for every second from the time Mrs. Baskin talked to his wife on the phone until the time he found in the missing persons report. His alibis too darn good. A jury doesn't convict people for having good alibis. And suddenly a whole new world opened up before Robert Holmes. Exciting possibilities. There were no boundaries, it seemed to him now. The world was his oyster. He decided that it was a holiday he was needing. A long, long holiday. Of course, he'd keep the house. He would refrain from letting it or anything stupid like that. You can't let the rubbery. Not with what the room under the garage contained. Not with what's the Although, of course, who could ever find it? But then, no one could ever find it. They might just get into conflict.
possession with the barn. You might just have a talk with him, don't you? Oh, oh it's a bit dodgy. Certainly you would. Imagine it. Oh, so you're in number 134 on the hill. Used to wait eight, three years ago. Before the present owner, of course. Which case I said now. His wife disappeared in mysterious circumstances. It's never been found. Some people reckon he had something to do with it. But the never managed to make anything of it. Yes, well, underneath the garage floor, there's this cellar place. All you do, as I remember, is to find a certain place on the wall. Oh, no. Definitely not Robert Holmes. Certainly not. What will blow up? Put it in the hands of reliable lawyers and the a return from time to time, of course. Of course. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, people might think I've run away. Jason, right? Hmm. Yes, I, I think he is expecting me to ring. Thank you. Bless you. Touch it for reminding me of the room. Hello? Uh, Inspector? Uh, Robert Holmes, yeah? Yes, yes. Uh, no, 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 I... Look, Inspector, I, I, I've got to get away just, just for a while. It's, it's been a terrible strain on me, as you can imagine. Hmm? Uh, France. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Unless she turns up, as I, I'm sure she must, the silly girl. Now, if you can contact me. No, no, I, I'm sorry, Inspector. I, I will not allow such a terrible possibility to prey on my mind. But I, I'm sure she nearly decided on the spur of the moment to... Hmm? Oh, thank you. That's nice of you. Uh, it's perfectly all right, then. I mean, I thought I'd just check. Good. Good, fine. Uh, well, as soon as I've got an address, I'll... Yeah. Right? Right, here yeah. Thank you for all your help. No ordinary day, this. It was Robert Holmes' 40th birthday. He had allowed the woman who did for him leave for an indefinite period. On a generous retainer, of course. He began to pack. Then he discovered an annoying thing. He couldn't find the diamond-studded tie clip that Elwaz had given him for his 39th birthday. He tried to remember when he had last worn it. It had been the day he had killed Elwaz. He remembered dressing and waiting for her to make a phone call. Later, he had carried her down to the room. He had placed her in the grave and covered her.
to the trap door above him, Robert realized that the car and whoever had driven it there had come into the garage. It had to be the police. I'll wait for you here. It's not the police. Several minutes passed. Then came another voice. No, he didn't be home. That's all. But no one came, I rang. I'd be in the bar. But she said delivery this morning. I'm watching that. It's his birthday. What do we do? <laughs> Suddenly, Robert recognized the second voice. Ed Mathis. Mathis? <laughs> we'll leave the car where it is. It's, uh, hey, what? We'll go back to find your car. Waiting in a decent interval, Robert searched for the tie clip and found it. Now he was ready to go. South of France. Blue waters and film starlets with loose morals awaited him. Swimming, fishing, sailing, golf. <coughs> the door remained shut. He placed his back against the trap. He strained against it with all the power of his back and legs. And then he felt a wave of terror. Like a page slowly unfolding before him, he saw it. Ed Mathis. The secret meeting with there was. Mathis was a car salesman at the place where he had admired the beautiful car that day. His birthday. Forty. Standing there like a poised missile just inches above him. The yellow, beautiful sports car. With one wheel resting firmly on the trap door. (laughs) 